0: In my own words, I'll call it soft. Um, we got to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Um, we got to play together as one. Um, and I don't feel like um, we're holding ourselves
1: accountable, including myself. So uh, I'll call the shit soft and we'll get better from it.
0: Oh, man. What we just heard was an excerpt from a post game interview with Demarcus Lawrence, uh, basically saying that the defensive struggles. Uh, that the Cowboys have had is because they have been playing soft. I'm really excited to debrief whether the Cowboys' issues is that there's a lack of effort or whether there's deeper issues there. I'm excited to debrief this game. Um, Very interesting game, very high-scoring game uh, with Jackson Jackson, at this point, I feel like this should just be the Augustina and Jackson podcast. (laughs) Um, But this time, I just really want to thank you because you're a lifesaver after some scheduling conflicts with the person who's not here, clearly. (laughs) Um, Jackson stepped in last minute, uh, so this is going to be really exciting. (laughs) You know, the listeners love you, Jackson. I love talking about football with you. <laughs> As you can tell, I feel like I probably send you a million texts a day, like just random updates. That is true. Like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> so <laughs> this is a time we really just get to talk about all of it. Um, so thank you.
1: No problem. It's always fun being on.
0: Um, also, it's kind of fun because Jackson and I play each other in fantasy this week. And I actually hate projections. I think they're usually always wrong. <laughs> so maybe this is not in my favor, but I projected to win by three points.
1: <laughs> yeah. You yeah, are lucky that Eckler got hurt. Um,
0: That's but all I'm this is also assuming that Michael Thomas is going to play. If he doesn't play, uh, I think I'm screwed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean.
0: So there's that.
1: The thing you have on your side is that Dak's facing the Giants this week, and so he most likely, most likely, won't have to dig himself out of a 30 point deficit like he has the past couple times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is true. I hope that does not happen. Although I have Dak in two of my other leagues, so this is the worst scenario, you know, when you're in multiple leagues and then you're playing someone who you also have on one of your other teams. It's like, do I root for him to do well or do I root for him to suck? Like, yeah, I don't know. Very please. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dak, <laughs> let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about this game. It's really going to be the only game I think we debrief from the previous week. Just because there's a lot I want to talk to regarding some of the big headlines that we're seeing right now. Uh-huh. Okay. I am kind of tired of talking about how bad the Cowboys (laughs) look. (laughs) Um, It's just kind of something that is frustrating because I, going into the season, thought the Cowboys were going to be very good. (laughs) And so part of it is I'm having to admit that I might have been wrong and I don't like being wrong. (laughs) To be fair, I said the Cowboys offense was going to be extremely explosive. And I think we've seen that. But then a part of it is like, are we seeing that because it's kind of like they're down a million points and then it's garbage time? Or is it actually that they're that explosive? I think it's the latter only because the wide receiver core they have there is really talented. And then, of course, I think Dak is really good. Could could be debated, but I think he's a top five quarterback in the league. And, yeah, I mean, there's Zeke, of course. (laughs) Although, I'm not – I don't love Zeke like other people love Zeke. Do you like Zeke? Do you love Zeke?
1: I think he's good, but I don't think he's worth $90 million. I don't think he's worth near that much.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I mean, I, I think he's a good back, but I don't think he's that much better than Tony Pollard. Who was making a million a year versus fifteen million for Zeke? So
0: right, okay. So the offense still think they're as explosive as I was expecting, as probably a lot of people were expecting. Although I was also expecting the defense to be just as good, <laughs> not okay, maybe not just as good, but I was expecting them to be good. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent on that defense. I think there's a ton of big names. It just seems like they haven't been able to put it together, and a lot of people are talking about it this week, but I don't think they've looked good in any four of their games.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so, yeah. They looked okay against the Rams. like They looked fine. Not elite or anything, but definitely not bad, but they just looked atrocious the last couple of games. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's, why do you think that is? (laughs) Why has, I also think it's very interesting, right? So we heard the quote at the beginning, DeMarcus Lawrence saying that their defense has just played, playing soft, you know, that there's been a lack of effort there. But then Mike McCarthy and defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan came out and they admitted that while the defensive unit has not been playing well all season, neither coach questions the effort of the players I think McCarthy said actual quote for him, word for word. We don't have an effort issue. If we had an effort issue, that game would have been over in the middle of the third quarter. I mean, I think you could argue it kind of was over in the third quarter, (laughs) Um, but our guys fought all the way to the end. What do you think about McCarthy's statement?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. Like, from what I've seen, it does seem like the effort's there, but it just seems like they're not working cohesively as a unit. Like, there's a ton of offseason additions, especially on that defensive line. And I believe uh, they were supposed to have Gerald McCoy, but he had a, I think, ACL tear that took him out for the season. So that definitely hurt them a lot. And just the fact that there wasn't much of an offseason program with COVID probably is also not helping. So. But, I mean, every team has that issue, too. So, who really knows? Maybe the issue is just the fact that Byron Jones isn't there and their coverage unit's terrible. But, Which you talked about uh-huh. during
0: when we did the team draft. You brought that up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I did bring that up. I thought it might make it, like, might be noticeable, but maybe not this noticeable of a difference. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody could have predicted that the loss of Byron uh, Byron Jones would be this big of a deal. But, yeah. Who knows?
0: Yes. Okay. So, what are we... If we're... I hate playing the blame game because I think ultimately everyone plays a role in your team sucking. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, if you had to blame a certain individual, um, whether it's or the offense or the defense, coaching. What are you blaming the start of this? I mean, so the Cowboys are one and three, but I really think they should be 0 oh and four.
1: Yeah, very <laughs> um, close.
0: What are we blaming this
1: on? I would have to blame it on just the defense as a whole. Like, I don't really think you can blame the offense a ton. I mean, there's been a couple turnovers that they shouldn't be having. I think Zeke's had two or three fumbles and, like, lost two of them. And uh, Dak's had one or two fumbles with a couple interceptions. But you can definitely not blame this on Dak. Like, he's had a couple turnovers, but he's also been playing out of his mind when he hasn't been turning it over. So I think you're putting this on the defense, the fact that, The Browns put up, like, 40 points in the first three quarters uh, this week. And against the Falcons, they put up, I don't remember, 35 in the first three quarters or something. Something like that. I don't remember exactly. But, yeah, that's who I'd probably blame it on, just the defense as a whole.
0: Yes. I would definitely agree. But, okay, as far as the first four games (laughs) – But then I also have to look at the bigger picture, and I really think we all need to be looking at the bigger picture. The reality is, the Cowboys have been trying to make the Super- like, Jerry Jones has been trying to get the Cowboys to appear in the Super Bowl for, like, 25 years. For reference, I'm 21. (laughs) You're 21. Uh That's longer than we've been alive. Yeah. And- I personally have kind of always had issues with Jerry Jones. I think he's kind <laughs> of more of a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reality is, clearly there hasn't been any success. Um, okay, I don't want to say any success. That's dramatic. But, I mean, technically, like, they haven't even made a Super Bowl appearance nor won one, right? I don't
1: even think they've made it to the NFC Championship game since 2000 or, like, since pre two thousand. Yes.
0: Okay, see? you proving my point. And we've seen coaches turn over, of course. We've seen quarterbacks turn over. We've seen everything else turn over. But there's one thing that stayed the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think at one point you need to look at who that is. And I mean, the reality is he's chosen to pay some of these guys a ton of money that mm-hmm. You brought it up. I don't think Zeke deserves that much money.
1: Oh, no, um, yeah, exactly.
0: And then, of course, some of the guys on the defense, I think they're kind of showing they weren't worth the amount of money he paid for them. Um, I brought this up to you. I think whatever it was, I texted it to you, and I was like, why are we not putting more blame on Jerry Jones? <laughs> like, why yeah. is he just getting swept under the rug? Literally, I've heard Mike McCarthy's name come up this man has coached four games, (laughs) you know? And to say, oh, is it time to fire Mike McCarthy? But you're not even going (laughs) to look at Jerry Jones. That is just so crazy to me. I don't know. Am I being dramatic? Am I exaggerating? Or do you think Jerry Jones also deserves some blame?
1: Oh, I think he definitely deserves some of the blame. Like, the fact that he extended Zeke before Dak and uh Jalen Smith before Byron Jones I just think those are both bad decisions like in just about no universe is a very good middle linebacker worth more than a very good cornerback and in no universe is a really good running back worth more than a very good quarterback so I don't get those moves at all I don't think I ever did and Yeah, the fact is, the last 25 years, they really haven't had much success, even though they've had very good quarterback play out of Tony Romo and very good quarterback play out of Dak. So Mm -hmm. I think Jerry is the common denominator there. So we might have to put a good amount of blame on him.
0: Yes. And as I'm going through, did I send you the list of the people who are like the most paid on the Cowboys? And then I was going through um, and comparing with the Cleveland game of, if I'm going to put blame on any of these players, who is it's going to be? And, I mean, Zeke, getting paid a ton of money. He had a game-changing fumble yep. there at the end. Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin, <laughs> combined for zero sacks and zero hits. <laughs> Zach Martin played okay. I guess he was fine. He didn't stand out as noticeably bad to me. Crawford was just dominated by Cleveland's rush. Uh, we saw Jalen Smith with a ton of missed tackles, ton of penalties.
1: Somebody was talking that he didn't even look like an NFL linebacker during parts <laughs> of that game.
0: And ultimately, Jerry Jones put this roster together. Yep, um, that is very true. It's hard because at the beginning of the season, I think I looked at this roster and I was like, it's a pretty good roster. Of course, there's a ton of talent, I think, but we've seen them underperform a lot. And yeah. then it makes me think, is it the coaching? Is that an issue here? You know, if your offense isn't I mean, they're good, they're explosive, if your defense isn't great, like ultimately your coaching has to be better, right? Have we seen them mm-hmm. being out coached in their first four games of the season? <laughs>
1: I do think they've probably been outcoached a little bit, just the fact that how sloppy they've been on offense. Like I mentioned, the three fumbles by Zeke and the, I don't know exactly the number for Dak. Like, So I think it's around two or three fumbles by Dak. And the fact that they have this much talent yet aren't getting results, like could easily be 0-4 if it weren't for an onside kick recovery. But... Then again, I mean, we also got to look at it. Like they could also have easily won two out of those other three games. Like they were they were pretty close against the Seahawks, and they could have easily beaten the Rams. So we have a couple bounces going other way, and we're talking about the Cowboys looking really nice at the quarter mark of the season. So I do think some of its variance, but also some of the fact is the. Coaching probably hasn't been as good as it needed to be. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, let's analyze this offense a little bit. Because we've seen how explosive they can be. We've seen what Dak can do. We've seen how talented those wide receivers are. I feel bad saying this. I haven't really seen a ton out of Zeke, (laughs) actually. Uh You know, he hasn't stuck out to me whatsoever. Since the season began, yeah. but I mean, we've seen Dak and we've seen those wide receivers. But is their offense good? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't you can't be a bad offense and come back from almost what was it twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, they were within, they got within four, was it? Yeah, because they had three straight touchdowns plus two-point conversions. They got within four. And that's after against the Falcons coming back from, what was it, 24 down again, something like that, and winning that game. So you can't be a bad offense and do that. Like, they are a very, very good elite offense. Just the fact in the first half of the last couple games, they've been having those turnovers, those fumbles, just the sloppy plays. And they just dig themselves into huge holes and have to <laughs> have to revert to Dak being absolutely insane to come back.
0: I agree. Uh, I think it is a good offense. I hear the arguments that say, you know, they're cherry pickers or it's all garbage, garbage time. But I don't know if you could even consider that garbage time like they were coming back. I don't consider that garbage oh, time yeah. whatsoever. Um, I hear those arguments, but I agree. I think. Dak is a really good quarterback, and anyone who says that they're cherry pickers just doesn't want to admit that. (laughs) Uh, But, yes. Unfortunately, (laughs) actually, maybe it is fortunately. Fortunately, I think the Cowboys could still make the playoffs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Very easily.
0: (laughs) First of all, it has only been four games. You know, this could be... I feel like maybe I've been saying this every week, though. This could be the week they turn it around. You know, come Sunday, we might see a totally different Cowboys team. And they do play the Giants. Very winnable game. I actually think the next, like, three of their games are pretty winnable. Um, so that's good for them. But they also play in the JV League. Um, the NFC East sucks (laughs) I wish I had a more I guess a nicer way of saying it they just look completely different than the rest of the league like all of them collectively look bad but some team has to win this division and I say the Cowboys probably have the best chance. Would you agree, or are you picking any of the other teams?
1: No, I would definitely bet on the Cowboys. Like We can almost treat this as a 12-game season with all of the teams being pretty much together. And with the priors we had on the Cowboys and even watching them these first four games... I still very much believe in their offense. I think their defense will regress to back to the mean and be a little bit better. Maybe not like good, but they'll be at least competent, probably. And Washington just had a quarterback change, and they're going to Kyle Allen, who you're pretty much going from the worst quarterback in the NFL so far this season, statistically, and Dwayne Haskins to a guy that's probably going to be about the third worst quarterback in the league, statistically. <laughs> so not much of an improvement there. And the Giants, I mean, they're barely scoring at all. I think Odell Beckham Jr. has more touchdowns than them. Like, <laughs> the Eagles, again, with the Eagles injuries, like, and Carson Wentz to just not look like Carson Wentz. So I'm picking the Cowboys, easily have the best offense in that division and easily the best quarterback. So that's what I'm going with.
0: Yes. Okay, but let's talk about these other three teams. So we talked about the Cowboys. Well, we know what the Cowboys' problem is. It's clearly their defense. <laughs> How do they – I mean, they've allowed 146 points in four games. <laughs> That's a ton of points. Yeah, it's ugly. Um, what do they need to do? You know, they have the talent. They have the people there. What's going wrong? And how do they fix it?
1: I honestly don't know exactly what what'll fix it, but I think if they just keep playing, I mean honestly probably the biggest argument for fixing it is their next four games. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're facing the Giants, Cardinals, football team, and Eagles. So I think I think that'll definitely help their defense a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> the odds are definitely in their favor <laughs> um i think i want to make the argument here that we know what this team does well and that's everything their offense does except that they turn the ball over a lot yeah uh, definitely. they've turned the ball over nine times in the first four games
1: yeah that's um, a lot
0: And that's a lot, especially considering their defense only has two takeaways. Um, So I think at this point, another thing that might help is to just let the offense help the defense by not turning the ball over. (laughs) Um, You know, longer possessions and limiting the amount of possessions their opponents get would help as well.
1: Yeah. I would definitely agree. I think it was against the Falcons. They had two turnovers that were on their own 30 or something around there. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to help the defense at all.
0: <laughs> right. And I feel like they were back-to-back, Yeah, weren't they?
1: Yeah, because they were both in the first half. Because that was the week I had three Cowboys starting and the guy I was facing at three Falcons starting. No. So the first <laughs> half... I think he outscored me about 50 to 10. And the second half, I outscored him like 60 to 10. So <laughs> it ended up working out. But it was a tale of two halves.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's flip. We have the Cowboys. Let's go to the team that's leading this division. Yeah. <laughs> the Eagles. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so let's talk about them. I, they're leading this division. What is their record right now? Like
1: One, two, and one.
0: One, two, and one. And the reason they're leading it is because they have that tie.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: only in the NFC East are you going to lead your division because you have a tie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's that. Also, I saw a stat somewhere where it was like the last time – the first place team of a division through four weeks had one or fewer wins was 2005.
1: Yeah, that's a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know what division it was? No, tell me. Oh, I really wanted you to know. It was the NFC North.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, nice.
0: Do you know who it was? What team? I actually don't know the team. That'd be very I have
1: no clue. Uh, that was the year before the Bears went to the Super Bowl, so they're probably good, but I don't know if they'd be leading the vision at that point. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd probably guess the Bears, but I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, wait. They went to the Super Bowl that year?
1: No, the year after. Oh. It was 2006 they did. Like the 2006 season, I should say. Mm
0: -hmm. So what do you think the biggest problem is for the Eagles?
1: Well, their biggest problem right now is the fact that Carson Wentz forgot how to play football.
0: Do you think like, he forgot how to play football or he forgot how to throw the ball? Or are those like the same thing?
1: I guess pretty much the same thing. Okay. Either one, tomato, tomato. But uh, he just does not look like the Carson Wentz we saw in 2017 when he was an MVP candidate. And if he would have finished the season, he probably would have won MVP. Or even 2018, where he was maybe not MVP level, but he was still pretty good. Like, he was solid. And last year, we kind of saw a little bit of decline in his play, but not a ton. But this year, it's just, I get the fact that he has no weapons at all. I shouldn't say no weapons. Miles Sanders is a good player, but uh, I get the fact that he has pretty much no weapons and pretty much no offensive lineman. But he just looks lost back there. Like, his footwork looks terrible. He, even on some of the easier throws, he's been missing his receivers. Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't look like he has pocket awareness. Like, like I said, his offensive line is terrible. I think they're on their fifth backup tackle or something. Something just insane. And... But we still got to give some of the credit on those sacks to Carson Wentz, especially in week one when they took, I think, seven or eight sacks against the football team. Their offensive line was actually rated as the 12th best pass block win rate that week, and that's been one of Carson Wentz's biggest things that he needs to work on, his fact that he takes so many sacks and doesn't hold on to the football that well.
0: You brought up the offensive line. Yeah. Um, how do they fix this whole thing with Carson Wentz? I've told you that I'm very much on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. I want him to, like, start tomorrow if he could. <laughs> um, but the reality is you're just paying Carson Wentz too much money to do that. Yeah. Ooh, how do they fix this? Is it a confidence thing? Is it a... Is he just, like, completely incompetent now?
1: <laughs> I honestly <laughs> What's have <no> wrong? Clue. <laughs> I legitimately have no clue. Like, we haven't seen many quarterbacks just forget how to play football. Like, it seems like Carson Wentz has. And maybe... Maybe it's something to do with coaching. Maybe they haven't been coaching him well enough the past, like, two years or something. Maybe he has gotten complacent in his off-season workouts and hasn't been doing enough there. I honestly have no clue. Like, this, the way, to, or how to fix Carson Wentz goes above my head. I'm, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I think at this point, only Carson Wentz can fix Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, so he should probably do that sooner rather than later
1: if there I, if there's anything i would say that could help them i would say if the eagles could scheme more like in rhythm quick throws cuz that's what it seems like in college when a quarterback kind of sucks the offensive the coordinator will mm-hmm. pretty much just try and do quick 5-yard slants whatever just stuff like that to like get him in rhythm and i don't know that's probably the only suggestion i would have but like i said goes above my head i don't know how to fix him
0: Okay, next, let's talk about a team that I think is completely irrelevant simply because (laughs) they lost the only player that I think makes them relevant. I guess maybe unless you like Daniel Jones. Um, But the Giants, of course, losing Saquon Barkley, that's huge. They just can't score a freaking touchdown. (laughs) It's slightly embarrassing. I... At this point, they're averaging 11.8 points per game. They're dead last in the league in red zone production. How do they fix this issue? And do we agree that's their biggest issue, that they just can't score? Their offense looks bad?
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree their biggest issue is just that they're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, their defense isn't super bad. Mm -hmm. It's not a good defense, but... It could be a lot worse. But their offense is just so bad. And I don't get why they hired Jason Garrett. I don't really know what compelled them to do that because I don't think Jason Garrett ever proved he was that great of a coach slash offensive coordinator. So I think that's the first issue when they hired him. But, yeah, I think Daniel Jones has to play better. It's only his second year, and he was kind of a project anyways, but he's got to play better for sure. Their offensive line is just not good. Like I think before Saquon went down, he was averaging about two yards a carry. There was one game where I think the game he got injured in, I think he was at about negative yards or something on 10 carries or something. Just something insane. Like He was getting hit the backfield three yards behind the line of scrimmage most of those plays line can't block like they can't run block they can't do much for pass blocking and even when they do Daniel Jones doesn't really help them out by just holding on the ball way too long so their offense needs a lot of work and also some of their wide receivers are hurt too so <laughs> yeah it's just a tough scene all around mm-hmm.
0: I think probably they should use Evan Ingram more
1: um, I would like that.
0: <laughs> isn't he on your fantasy team?
1: Yeah, I have to start him this week. Because <laughs> I just
0: saw that. Kenny so Gallagher maybe they should start, him, start using him more next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, but I think that could help. Of course, they t- hired Jason Garrett just because of the name, right? Like, I can't think of any other reason.
1: Yeah, I also can't. I have no clue. Uh, Literally so, no clue.
0: But maybe an underrated headline. Going into this week, is that Jason Garrett is playing his former team, the Cowboys. That is true. That's rivalry week. (laughs) Rivalry, (laughs) as someone say. I don't think we need to spend much time, much more time talking about this team. Like I said, I think they're kind of irrelevant.
1: Yeah, Um, I would have to agree. I don't. Teams will go in there, get a win, leave, mm-hmm. repeat. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Easy. Hopefully, done. not
1: tear any ACLs on MetLife's turf. Yeah. Seriously. Oh my goodness.
0: Although I don't know. I don't really buy into that. I don't. We don't have to talk about that. That's not. That's not what we're talking about right <laughs> now. But I don't buy into it at all. Um. Yeah. Last but not least, and I saved this team for last for a reason. Um, So we're recording this on Wednesday, of course. This morning, breaking news, Dwayne Haskins was benched. (laughs) Um, Not only... Yeah, he's not even the number two quarterback now. Like, he's all the way to three. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. Only reason I say that. I really want to talk about that. But let's talk about, I think, what? The Redskins were... or Oh my gosh, the Washington team... (laughs)
1: It's- football team baby let's go <laughs> um,
0: I love them yeah the football team um, what has been their issue up until this point what the quarterback play is that what you're saying because that's, that's part what of it benching Haskins would like say right
1: yeah that's definitely part of it like statistically Haskins has been I think the worst quarterback in the league so far yeah. this season and it's not like he was much better last year. I think he was bottom three uh, last year. And other than the first week, their defense also hasn't been that great. Uh, the first week, they were very good against the Eagles. But that's also because Carson Wentz was just terrible that second half. So I don't know if that's more of them or Carson Wentz issue. But the last three weeks, they've been giving up about 32 points per game. And unless your offense is, you know, a Seattle, a Green Bay, a Kansas City, that's not going to do the job. You're probably going to lose most of those games. Mm-hmm. So, definitely a combination of those two.
0: Yes. This is really interesting to me. It's kind of sad. You've known from the very beginning, you know, since the 2019 NFL draft, I absolutely loved Dwayne Haskins. Uh-huh. I don't know why. <laughs> but I I really loved him. I think it's I really loved him at Ohio State. Um to the point, you know, we just talked about Daniel Jones. Of course, Daniel Jones, surprise pick by the New York Giants with yeah. the 6th pick. Um shocking to everyone, I think. And I really do I think Dwayne Haskins is better than Daniel Jones. I still think that. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's, like, the boldest take we'll have on this podcast <laughs> episode today. Um, but from the beginning, I guess, since Ron Rivera was hired, he had said if there was a preseason, Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen, who, of course, will be starting on Sunday, um, they would have been starting various preseason games and competing for that spot. Mm-hmm. So, do you think from the beginning, Rivera, he just had this idea that Kyle Allen was better than Haskins? Like, why you even have Haskins start from the beginning then?
1: Yeah, I think they at least wanted to give him a look just because they invested a first round pick in him the year before. So, mm-hmm. it would be kind of dumb not to at least look at him after he started eight games last year. I don't remember exactly the amount. But, yeah, I thought it was too early to pull him. Well, I think it's too early in the season to pull him because I don't think Kyle Allen's the answer. I think we know that from what we saw last year. And I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the answer, but I think he has more upside than Kyle Allen does. And I think you should probably take a longer look before maybe this off season. Worst comes to worst, if you're really bad and you end up getting a top five pick, there's either Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance there. So, take a chance on one of those guys.
0: Yeah, it's, the timing of this just seems so strange to me. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like he treated the first four games as the preseason games, (laughs) and was like, okay, it's not working, we're going to try Kyle Allen now. But like, who's gonna tell him those four games counted (laughs) Um, toward their record? Of course, it's just—I don't know. It's really interesting to me. I think the other thing is for these quarter, these rookie quarterbacks, so Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're expected to produce, but you're also expected to develop. (laughs) <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and it just seems really unfair to me that you would. I hate saying that because life's not fair, we know, but yeah. it doesn't make sense to me because I don't think you can fairly judge Haskins. Like, his offensive line is not good. He doesn't have, like, hardly any receivers. Um, It just doesn't make – yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you can – judge him fairly i think at one point um it was said that you need like a ton of attempts i guess like past attempts to really fairly judge a quarterback i don't remember the exact number Mm -hmm. but it was rivera who said it um it was like in the thousands though so it was like a big number yeah but just for a perspective like haskins has only had 140 attempts Right, like yeah. I, you haven't even seen enough snaps at that point to judge him. I don't know. It's very interesting. Do you think that this has anything to do at all with um, the connection they had, um, him and Kyle Allen in Carolina?
1: Oh, I'm sure it has at least a little bit to do with it. Like, I don't think if. Kyle Allen and Ron Rivera weren't on the same team last year. I don't think they're doing this this early. They would maybe do it later on in the season, but I don't think Ron Rivera would be so eager to just switch over right away mm-hmm. to Kyle Allen.
0: And it's kind of suspect to me because I think Alex Smith is better than Kyle Allen.
1: I, I bet he still has injury issues. There's no be. way. Right. There's no way that he's fully healthy right now because if he were yeah he would definitely be starting Mm -hmm. because there's no way anybody especially with a chance to win the division no way anybody starts kyle allen over alex smith especially not a smart guy like ron Rivera. Mm
0: -hmm. definitely i just it's something that would make sense to me if allen is definitely going to make the team better But I don't think he's going to make the team better, so you might as well just leave Haskins in there and let him develop, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much my opinion. I think that he makes the team marginally better. Like, maybe they could sneak an extra win out of there. I don't know, but I think at this point, developing Haskins and seeing if you have something in him Mm -hmm. is a lot more important than saying, do I have something in Kyle Allen, which I don't think they do, I think you pretty much know what you're going to get with Kyle Allen. That's going to be not that great production. Maybe no okay backup if your starter gets injured. But other than that, you don't really want him starting games.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, and this is the last point I have to make about this, is you're going to bench him now. If you don't give him this time to develop, you don't even give him time to, like, build any trade value for yourself, right? Like, at this point, what do you do? He, yeah. You took him in the first round, and he hasn't performed spectacularly <laughs> um, in the past couple years. And then you bench him now. What, is he just going to be your backup forever? Like, not even your second, like, your third quarterback? Because you can't trade him, right? What are you going to get for Dwayne Haskins?
1: You're not getting much, that's for sure.
0: Right. It just, it makes sense to me. The timing doesn't make sense. Ultimately, I don't think the Redskins are going to be a super, although their defense is good, I will say. Probably the They're best. okay.
1: They're not I, the greatest. But.
0: I think up to this point, their defense is probably the best in this division, which isn't saying a lot. <laughs> um, but I'm I might argue that. So, I don't know. Yeah, they have a
1: lot of talent on the defensive line. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: It just, the whole, this whole morning, this whole day, I've (laughs) been trying, like, I'm trying to justify it, and I I really can't. Um, But I don't know. Maybe Kyle Allen's going to come, and he's going to be, like, the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And then I'll take back everything I said about this benching decision. But up until now, I... Someone had also sent me a little conspiracy theory that maybe he just got in trouble with the team, but everything that Ron Rivera has said would not suggest it was, like, he got in trouble with the team. It would suggest that he just doesn't think he's good enough, right?
1: Yeah, and that would be my guess. I always thought Dwayne Haskins was a good guy. i never heard much bad stuff about him, other than when he forgot to go out and take the final kneel in his first win last year.
0: <laughs>
1: but That was just pure excitement. I don't mm-hmm. think you can really blame him on that.
0: Yes. Let's end this segment. Um, I'm going to end it with this little quote thing that I read on ESPN. Um, but it sums up these four teams, and I want to know your thoughts. <laughs> I think it's really funny. I also think it's extremely accurate. The Dallas Cowboys can't stop a nosebleed the New York Giants can't reach the end zone the Eagles barely have a recognizable offensive lineman or wide receiver and the washington football team doesn't even have a real nickname <laughs> are they yeah. wrong
1: yeah that's just about all true can't can't argue with any any of those
0: <laughs> oh man okay let's Transition to talking about the rest of the NFC, though. Just for comparison, the NFC East has a combined record of 3, 12, and 1. The NFC West has a combined record of 11 and 5. <laughs> so, there's that. That's pretty good. Um, but let's just talk about the NFC for a little bit. Literally, like, less than two minutes, ideally. We have the NFC North. North, I cannot talk. The NFC West, and then the NFC South, and I think these. I mean, maybe not the NFC North, um, but I think the other ones are competitive. I also think, <laughs> yeah, th- definitely. I also think all three of them are good.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, yeah.
0: So I don't really know. Like maybe the NFC East should just like leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just take and them out.
0: Just not. We don't need
1: them it. this season.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so we have the North, of course. We're both taking, I'm assuming, the Packers out of that division.
1: Yeah, I would I would like to take the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears could make a run for their money, but at the end of the day, I'm betting on Aaron Rodgers over Nick Foles. So right. <laughs> even if the Bears' defense is a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm. But – Top two teams in that division that I think have a chance. I think if two teams were to make the playoffs, it'd probably be the Packers and the Bears.
1: Yeah, I think the Vikings dug themselves a big hole staring out 0-3. Yeah. If they have a chance to come out of it, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough, especially with how good the NFC West is and the fact that the NFC West gets to face the NFC East and just feast on them. So it's not going to be easy for them. <laughs>
0: so let's move on to the nfc west you just talked about it um yes i this one is tough for me who do you think the best team in the division is
1: i think at this point we have to go with the seahawks i mean you have Russ cooking and scary sight for everybody else in football so that along with the fact that 49ers have all their injuries Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback, well, when he comes back, I guess now, for now, it's Nick Mullins. Not the greatest, either one. Like, Jimmy GQ is okay, but nothing, like, elite tier like Russell Wilson. The Cardinals I watched this weekend against the Panthers, and they just looked terrible. Like, their their offense just looked terrible, I should say. (laughs) I, I don't get it. I thought I was, I had high expectations going into the game. And they just looked like gross,
0: right? They looked bad, which is weird because the first week, the off, like they looked really good.
1: <laughs> like I don't think I'm trying to I'm trying to remember, but Kyler Murray barely had any throws that went past like five yards past line of scrimmage, yeah. and it seemed like there was all these checkdowns and bubble screens, and the Panthers were just able to sniff them out so easily, and they at one point. I think Kyler was had like 25 attempts and 100 pass yards for about four yards per attempt, which was just gross.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now what you want is a quarterback. But then he had that 75 yard run or however long it was, 60, 70, and stats looked a little bit better. But I was definitely expecting a lot more out of the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and the Rams were pretty solid. Can't go wrong with the Rams, but. They'll definitely be in there till the end, but I don't think they'll be able to beat out the the Seahawks.
0: Yeah. I think... Oh, boy. Okay, after, like, what was it, three weeks ago or whatever, we talked about, like, could all of these teams make it into the playoffs? Yeah. (laughs) Like, and then, of course, I really thought about it, and I was like, probably not, because they're going to beat each other up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: They're going to hand each other some losses, that's for sure. I don't know if I can say this, um, but I think the Seahawks are probably the best team in the division, and I actually don't think it's that
1: close. Um. Yeah, at this point, (laughs) at the quarterback situation. I probably agree.
0: Can I just tell you, though, it's really funny because I'll talk to some of my friends here in Seattle who are also Seahawks fans. Um, but, of course, they don't look at football the way I look at football. They look at the Seahawks, and that's really it. They don't really analyze mm-hmm. it, the rest for what it is. Yeah, And I'll say things like, the pass rush is really bad, though. And then instantly I get accused of not being a fan. They're like, oh, my God, she's <laughs> the fakest fan I've ever met. <laughs> And I'm like, you can still be a fan and point out things that are bad. You know, that's definitely a thing you can do.
1: See, it's funny because with the Packers from, like, 2011 to 2018, if you said the defense was good, you were a fake fan. Exactly. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, everyone knew the defense was just terrible I, every single year.
0: It's also one of those things where if you're actually a fan, you want them to win, and therefore they need to address the things they're bad at.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so, yes, that's literally not relevant. I just think it's hilarious. For everyone listening to this, I am a Seahawks fan, and sometimes I'm going to criticize them. And that's just a part of life. Um, but yes, I think the Seahawks, they clearly have some issues. Although I did see their secondary step up a little bit this past weekend. Um, what? Who did we play before? The Cowboys? Our secondary yeah. did not look good whatsoever, I don't think. Um, but that could have also just been because we were playing the Cowboys. Yeah, um, yeah the and Cowboys have the best. Their like, wide receivers the are combo. nuts. Um, so there's that. Um, but then after that, I don't even know who I would take. Of course, the 49ers are injured <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, they probably would have been my second. At this point, I'm probably going the Rams. I think they're – I told you from the beginning, I think they're underrated. I think they're very good. Jared Goff can also be very good at moments. But then he also has like moments where he seems really off, and it really throws me off personally. He
1: has played very well so far this season. Yes. So. We got to give Jared Goff credit there. I think PFF has him graded as the third or, or no, the fourth or fifth best mm-hmm. quarterback so far. And if we use Ben Baldwin's EPA plus CPOE index, mm-hmm. I think he's around one, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth best in that. So yeah. he's played very well so far. So whether it's him improving or McVeigh improving. <laughs> Uh, Either one, he's done well.
0: Mm -hmm. And, um, Jared Goff, fun fact, last week I put in a waiver request for him, and a certain someone also did, and I got him.
1: (laughs) Um, Very sad. Yeah, I wanted him.
0: (laughs) And then we have the MC South. (laughs) Um, No transition whatsoever uh but (laughs) (laughs) i think this is competitive um much more competitive than i thought it was going to be simply because i thought new orleans was going to be much better than they have looked so far but i mean do you see tampa bay winning this division
1: at this point it's looking like it's going to be between them and the saints I guess the Panthers technically have the same record as the Saints right now, but I don't see them staying in the hunt throughout the season. But Tampa Bay is a very complete team. Their offense has looks very good. Tom Brady's been better than I expected him to, so I'll give him credit there. I didn't think he'd be as good as he has been so far. Their defense has been very good. I think one of the top three in the league so far. And the Saints, they haven't really clicked as much as they have in years past. Drew Brees looks like he's lost a little bit. He's played better last week, so hopefully we'll see more of that. But I think it'll definitely come down to the Bucks and the Saints. At this point, I give a slight edge to the Bucks, but who knows what's going to happen at the end of the season.
0: Mm. I really hope the Saints turn it around. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Of course, I really like Drew Brees. I... Was expecting their offense to be a lot better than it looks. Uh, yes, there's that. I was expecting him to be better than he looks. We've we saw this from Drew Brees though, right at the end of last season, but I just wasn't expecting it to be like the first week of this season and him not look good so. Yes, hopefully they get it together. I do think Tampa Bay might be the most well-rounded team in the NFC as a whole, uh, which is surprising to me. I wasn't expecting that. I also was not expecting Tom Brady to look this good. He, yeah, I hate saying that he looks good. It's actually yeah. really hard for me to do. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I, I also was not expecting to look this good. So
0: Also surprising, the, the Panthers – I was definitely I – weren't they your negative team in the draft? I think they were in our team draft. They
1: were, yes. Um,
0: I was not expecting them to look – I mean, they don't look good, but I wasn't expecting them to be, like, competitive.
1: I should have taken the Jets. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm I don't,
1: angry about that. should have taken the Jets.
0: I should have taken the Jets. Um, Always
1: bet against Adam Gaze. That's my strategy. <laughs> it's
0: fine. Um, but then, of course, there is an 0-4 team in yeah. the NFC South, the Falcons. Actually, really heartbreaking for me. I'm not even a fan. Um, I can't even, can you imagine being a Falcons fan? That must be so hard.
1: Yeah, I I mean, they've blown those two insane deficits this season yeah. against the Bears and the Cowboys, but at least they've never done that in the Super Bowl. Oh wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're professionals at blowing
1: leads you got to give them credit. They know what they're good at, and that's blowing leads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are the most – they make games entertaining.
1: Yeah, to... that's, a really, that's a really good way to put it.
0: <laughs> um, but with that, I want to transition into Dan Quinn. <laughs> As of right now, he still has his job. I'm actually really surprised. I thought he was going to be fired on Monday. And he wasn't. Um, Are you surprised he still has his job?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm completely surprised. I think uh, pretty much ever since 2016 and Kyle Shanahan left, their offense has been mediocre, even though they've had Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and a bunch of other weapons. Mm -hmm. Their defense has been pretty much always middle of the pack or bad.
0: And that's what his, like, thing is. Yeah,
1: and Dan Quinn's supposed to be a defensive savant so they're they haven't been good in that area and i think pretty much every year you look at at the end of the season who underperformed kind of seems like the falcons are up there at, like every single season pretty much since 2016 mm-hmm. and the fact is this last game he just coached terribly i don't i don't know if you watched but at the end of the first half he pretty much just gifted the Packers a touchdown by calling two timeouts when the Packers pretty much had to go 50 yards, or I think it was about 50 or 60 yards in one minute while they had one timeout. And on first down, they do a draw play, and they get about five or six yards, and Dan Quinn calls a timeout after it. And I was talking to all of my friends, because we were all watching it, and I was like, I don't get why he called that at all. Like if they would have gotten one or two yards on the draw play, then maybe, but you're still going to have at most about a minute when you get the ball back. And I don't think you can do much with that. And then later on in the drive on a fourth and one with, I think 50 seconds left in the game, he called another time or in the half, he called another timeout and the Packers ended up going for it and getting about a 22-yard chunk play and then scoring on the next play. Or I don't know if it's that play or the next play. Either way, they ended up scoring because of Dan Quinn's idiocy on that last drive and calling two timeouts. So I thought that was enough to get fired because no logical person calls those two timeouts because you're probably not going to score in a 40-second time span with one timeout if you're the Falcons getting the ball at their own 25. So... I don't get it. I thought it was stupid. And I think he's underperformed just about every season, so I would fire him.
0: I'm really happy you brought that up. Uh, I'm not surprised, considering on Monday you texted me <laughs> and you were like, yeah. you need to make sure you include this in the pod. And I was like, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I think that on top of other things, on top of other things, I feel like he has been in the hot seat for like the past three years, yeah. and the fact that he hasn't been fired yet.
1: He's <laughs> going like a two-game win streak at the end of the season, <laughs> barely scrape by.
0: Oh my goodness! It actually just—it is really confusing for me, to say the least. Um, I—you'd have to imagine they play. Do they play the Panthers this week?
1: Um, who are they playing? I'm not sure. Let's look. Um,
0: but you'd have to imagine that if he, they don't win this week, you have to fire him. Right? Yeah. Go in five. We're definitely
1: getting close. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the
0: Panthers. Sure. Um, And, of course, it's the Panthers, who is a team that at, I think I for sure thought they might get that one seed and come the draft uh of course they turned out to be a little better than that but still not a good team not a great team yeah. the falcons should definitely beat them it's hard because a part of me wants them to just lose so then he can just get fired yeah <laughs> um but yes so there's that
1: yeah i just looked at the. Uh... The stats are their record the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, Dan Quinn and the Falcons won three out of their last four games. 2018, they won their last three. And last year they won their last four games. So those all probably helped him not get fired. <laughs> like, that's probably why we always thought he was just about continuously on the hot seat because he just always starts slow with his teams and then does just enough at the end to barely scrape by. Right.
0: Um moving on to a coach who was actually fired. <laughs> um, O'Brien, of course. Did you see that coming?
1: I didn't see it coming this early. No, not at all. But somebody made a good point in that there's a chance this firing was partially because they've underperformed as a team. But also partially maybe because they didn't, the owners didn't want him to just decimate the team even more by trading for somebody and like giving away next year's first round pick. No, do they have next <laughs> year's? I don't even know if they have next year's first round pick. But
0: they for sure have as Well, they don't
1: have this year's anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't have their first or second this year. And yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm.
0: I think kind of like the Dwayne Haskins thing. Um it makes sense to me but again the timing doesn't make sense. And I after thinking about it it really feels like he was fired as because of the job he did as a GM not yeah, necessarily the job he did as a coach. Not saying he's a great coach but I don't think he's a bad coach.
1: No, I also don't think so either. Um, but there's also allegedly a blow-up between him and J.J. Watt. Yeah,
0: I was going to bring last, that up.
1: Last week, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was very much still not happy after the Vikings game when they lost this week, so.
0: Right. Um, yes, I was going to bring that up. How much of a role do you think that played in this decision?
1: Oh, I'm sure if that didn't happen, he'd probably still be coaching them just because J.J. Watt's the heart and soul of that locker room. He's maybe the heart and soul of Houston. Like I get James Harden is probably a bigger star in his respective league. But just thinking back to what JJ Watt did during Hurricane Harvey and I think he raised what was it five million or something dollars? Something insane. And he really represents Houston at this point and that Texans organization and if he blows up, probably takes a lot to get him to be that point. It's a tough scene for Bill Mm -hmm. (laughs) O'Brien, especially when they didn't win this last week.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to me because we saw all of these ridiculous trades he made. I'm not even going to name them all, but, you know, like we saw them (laughs) Um, and probably you should have fired him a long time ago, like after he made the first mistake.
1: (laughs) They should have never made him GM.
0: Yeah, that
1: too. It almost never works out when you're a coach and a GM. Mm -hmm. Like Bill Belichick's pretty much the only one, and I don't know if he's technically GM or technically president of football operations, I don't remember, but Mm -hmm. he's pretty much the only one where it works out.
0: Yeah. That's just
1: because Bill Belichick.
0: Right. I don't want to spend any more time on this, um, but I do want to just ask you this question quickly. I think there are going to be multiple... Jobs, head coaching positions available at the end of the season. Um, of course, Houston. Uh, I think the Falcons. I do think by the end of the season, Dan Quinn will get fired. Yeah. Um, the Lions, definitely in that mix. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else? The Jets. <laughs> yeah. um, which of these positions is the most appealing to you?
1: Out of those ones, I would, Am I missing if, anyone?
0: Am I missing something like super obvious?
1: Obvious ones. I don't think there are any other super obvious ones because Joe Judge just got hired in New York, so he'll stay there for at least one more season. Right. Uh, Zach Taylor's probably still safe within Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm, I think that's probably just about everybody. But what about Jacksonville? Home? I guess, yeah, Jacksonville, Doug Marone, he's yeah. still coaching them. Uh, yes. I think so. I think he is. I don't think he got fired, but I guess yeah, that could Yeah, it is. Potential. It is. Yeah. Good call. That could be a potential hot, hot seat, but I don't think – I think they played well enough so far this season where probably not just considering they barely had any talent on that roster.
0: <laughs> don't talk and, about Gardner Minshew that way. <laughs>
1: Okay, I said barely. I love Gardner. I love the mustache man.
0: Um, But... Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think out of all of those, like, four jobs or whatever, I think it's probably the most desirable just because they have Deshaun Watson. Like, they lost a lot of their picks. Like, they're not having a first or a second round pick this season. (laughs) And I think they don't have either first or a second next season. It's like either they lost their first or they lost their second in 2022. But I think still with that, you have your franchise quarterback. Even though he's getting older, you have J.J. Watt. So you have some talent. They made the playoffs the last couple seasons. You can at least work with it. I don't think there's much to work with in New York with the Jets. I'm not a believer in Sam Darnold. I think... With a better offensive coach, he'll be better. But I don't think he'll ever be a star like Deshaun Watson. In Atlanta, you do have talent, but Matt Ryan is also getting older, so and underperforming too. So, and then what was the other team we mentioned? The Jets. The, uh, the oh, Jets and the are Lions. The Lions. Yeah, the Lions. I mean, I don't. Th- I, I don't think they're. Uh, the roster is barren with talent, but it's not like it's overflowing either. Like mm. probably a solid job, but yeah. not super, super great. Uh,
0: super fast. I completely disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I look at this Houston position, and I don't think I'd. Of course, if you have the opportunity to be a coach in that, like a head coach in the NFL, you take it because there's so few of them. Yeah. Um, but it's, if you have multiple offers, I would not take this Houston position. I don't see, I mean, other than Deshaun Watson, I, there's not a ton of talent on whatsoever. Of course, there's JJ Watt, but isn't he like going to be a free agent? Is
1: he? I honestly don't know. I'm pretty
0: sure that's the thing.
1: Be.
0: Um, and you mentioned they don't have any picks. <laughs> In the, well, they yeah. have picks, of course, but not, like, group, yes, early round draft picks. Um, so you're kind of stuck with what you have for a decent amount of time. And it's going to be really hard to be successful, I think. Um, I almost look at it, and I think the Jets could be interesting, right? Ooh. Because they probably going to get that one... The first pick of the draft, you know, probably going to get Trevor Lawrence. Like, do you look at that and you're like, oh, I could work with that. I could work with Trevor Lawrence and we could build around him kind of thing. I don't know. I think something to think about. Some food for thought. Let's move on. Oh, my goodness. This is going so long. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Just quick COVID update as we look forward to this week. Of course, woke up to news that Stephon Gilmore had tested positive. Two more Titans players tested positive. What do you think protocol should be as far as rescheduling games? Because I personally think if you can't play because too many players on your team have tested positive... Um, then probably you should just have to forfeit. Like, that's something that I think you have to take on as a team. Um, and especially if you're not following protocol, like, safety things before, then, like, I had heard Stefan Gil- I don't know if this is true or not, actually. I should fact check it. But I think it was because I'm pretty sure it was, like, Adam Schefter. But <laughs> um, Stefan Gilmore had flown to Kansas City on the quarantine jet. Nice. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like what? I'm trying to understand.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. Um,
0: so there's that, but it's like, what? What do you think? And then, I mean, we heard Ben Roethlisberger come out and say that the Steelers got the short end of the stick after their game last week was postponed, and I think that's so accurate. You know, like they're forced to take their bye week early. Not only that, but it's like before all teams have had their bye week, now they have to play so many games straight without any, like, without a week off, and then they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you know, like, no one on the Steelers had tested positive. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's tough because I think the NFL is stupid <laughs> and didn't have, like, a week 18 or week 19 ready to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they should have had that because it would make it a lot easier for rescheduling. But they still could do something like that and just move, uh, instead of having a two-week window between the NFC and AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, just have a one-week window and just push all of the earlier games before the Super Bowl back a week. That's something they could do. But if they don't do that, somebody did mention that... It kind of sucks for the teams that would have to face the Titans. Or I'm sorry. So, for example, the Bills, I think, face the Titans this week. And if the Titans were to, have to forfeit against the Bills, then the Bills get a free win, pretty much. And that kind of hurts teams like the Steelers, teams like the Ravens, who might be fighting with the Bills for the number one overall mm-hmm. seed. And somebody mentioned maybe just give the Titans a loss and don't give the Bills anything, which I think would be a solid solution. But I think it's, I think it's tough if you're not going to implement any sort of like week 18 or week 19. I think it's right. Nothing's going to be smooth.
0: (sighs) It's hard because (laughs) I mean, from the very beginning, I was a hater, of course. I didn't think the NFL was going to be able to do this season successfully. Um, and then, of course, the first couple of weeks went fine, and then it went all downhill. And I don't want to say, like, oh, my gosh, it's not going to finish. The season's not, like, it's done, you know. But they're definitely going to have to figure something out, because I think this is something that's going to keep occurring you know, as long as they're not in a bubble, and I'm not suggesting a bubble, I don't think that's plausible, really, with the mm-hmm. amount of teams yeah. and the amount of players. But yeah,
1: it'd be insanely hard to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> I think it was going all around Twitter today. It was like one of those memes, and it was Bill Belichick, <laughs> and it was oh, like, yeah. Bill Belichick's always playing like y'all are playing. Wait, what is it saying? Y'all are playing chick- checkers, checkers and but he's playing, he's playing chess. chess. And then it was a picture of Stefan Gilmore, like, giving Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That was very nice. And
0: it would. I mean, we saw it with Cam having to sit out this past weekend. I wish we could have talked about that game. Um, but it really would be unfortunate if we see all of these star quarterbacks getting COVID. And, I mean, other players as well, like J.J. Yeah. Watt, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Definitely going to have to figure something out. But yes, I think that's all we have time for today. It has been. Yes, we talked about the NFC East for way too long. Like they're way too bad to get that much talk time. Yeah,
1: that's very true.
0: I hope I never have to talk about them again.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of gross. It's just kind of gross division.
0: It's like a dumpster fire. What other? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just spend 5 minutes talking about all the bad things we could compare them to. <laughs> no. Um Unfortunately, I mean, I had prepped you with a question before, of course, how I always end this, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't even want to do that question anymore just because we don't have that much time, and I think we only have time for maybe one question. Um, But so like I said, recording this on Wednesday, a reminder for everyone who's listening to actually in some states, I think it's too late to register to vote maybe, but if it's not, make sure you're registered to vote and vote. Um, but Wednesday, uh, the VP debate, of course, was on before this, if you could choose one player (laughs) from the NFL current player to be the president of the United States bearing, like, just assuming they're the right age and they meet all of those things, who would it be?
1: Oh, president of the United States. So there's a couple of good options you got in there. Okay. You could choose the president of the Players Association. Uh, uh, goodness. Brown Center, J.C. Mm-hmm.
0: Because
1: I've read some of his stuff. Very smart man. Uh, very intelligent. He's a former Packer, so I like him personally. <laughs> Obviously, I got to give Aaron Rodgers some love. Cause
0: you think Aaron Rodgers would be a good president?
1: I think he'd be a good president. If you watch some of the interviews like where they ask him deeper questions, he's a pretty smart guy. And politically, he seems to not just... He seems to think through issues, from what I've seen, and try and just resonate with people, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I've liked some of his opinions that he's given before, so from what I've seen.
0: Yeah.
1: And obviously, there's the J.J. Watt. Uh, I think Russ would be good. So I'll Mr. give him
0: credit. If
1: I'm going to have to choose. I'd probably go with J.C. Treader. I think, you know, President of the Players Association right now. Mm-hmm. It's probably an easier answer, but... Kind of some, not exactly similar experience, but some experience that could kind of help. And I do think he's very smart, so I'll go with JC Trevor.
0: I like it. I was, I was thinking about this as well. Um, I came up with three picks just for funsies. One, mm-hmm. if I was going to go based off the NFL Players Association, um, I think I would choose Richard Sherman.
1: Oh, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Um, if I'm going off not super obvious i really like marlon humphrey i he's like the only player i follow on twitter um and it's because i like seeing his political takes and then if i was going to choose a seahawk surprisingly i wouldn't choose russell wilson i think i would choose tyler lockett
1: that was fair Yes. That was very fair. Uh, another guy that could be good is like Malcolm Jenkins. I just uh, thought of
0: that was my like fourth, like my honorary yeah. mention. would have been Malcolm. He
1: could Jenkins. be very good. And somebody else you mentioned made me think of somebody else. Uh, who's your second guy?
0: Uh, Marlon Humphrey.
1: Marlon Humphreys. Uh, I don't remember.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What about coach?
1: Coach. <laughs> you, to you can only choose president? one. <laughs> See,
0: this ooh, one's this is hard. Tough.
1: This is tough. Like, I want to choose Andy Reid. I really want to. Okay. But Bill Belichick, he doesn't lose. He just doesn't lose. And you know what? I'm going with Bill. Like, okay. you know what? He may have to cheat a little bit every once in a while, but he's still going to win. And that's what we look for in a leader
0: i no nonsense disagree (laughs) (laughs) um if i were to have to choose a coach i would definitely choose pete carroll
1: respectable respectable take
0: i honestly couldn't think of anyone else there's no bias in that decision whatsoever i just think he's a great leader and i love listening to him talk i think I think probably majority of coaches slash players are politically aware, um, but I just really enjoy Pete, I guess. Um, Yeah, I think that's
1: a respectful call.
0: With that, uh, we're just going to end here. And thank you. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I didn't even say the name of the podcast until now. (laughs) Thank you (laughs) for listening to The Extra Yard with Augustina. Of course, I'm Augustina Jackson. Also featured today, also featured on like ninety percent of my episodes. So
1: there's <laughs> that. Much so far, it seems like.
0: Um. Yeah. Everyone, but one. To be fair, there's only been like five. But yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um. But of course, I want to hear what everyone else has to say. So if you have a player that sticks out instantly, who you think would be a good president and or coach, of course, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe share this with them. Tell them that you'd think they'd be a great president. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. I look forward to next week's episode, where hopefully I do not have to talk about the NFC East again.